The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. I've been th- thinking about investing in a pair of those big foam hands just so I could, you know, hype us up as we go on air. I quite often do a little dance, don't I? I, too, do a bit of a dance, yes. I've noticed you dancing. I think we hype each other up. We're like little spa partners. It's good. Facing off before legendary broadcasting. Exactly. What For the ages. I'll introduce you. You introduced me. Oh. Just mix it up a bit. That is Elliot, the technical producer. He's bald, but don't hold it against him. It's just a genetic disposition. The fact is, he presses the buttons in every single right way. It's true, and this is your host, hailing originally from the United Kingdom, Vinnie White. Is that all you got to say on me? I well, you're you're. There's a lot of details, perhaps I don't know yet. I, well, no, you also have a business, Mr. Photo Canvas. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Brilliant. I should start paying you for saying things like that. Yeah. Did you say MrPhotoCanvas.com? I think it's, I believe that's the site. I'll get you a coffee for that if you like. Yay. Um, so it's a show. We did one before, actually. I mean, you may have just tuned in. Where have you been, you lazy sod? Uh, but um, I was actually in for Pei Chen, who's in Halifax. I got some texts, actually, regarding that show that's just finished. Um, some of them are a bit pervy. Um, so we'll leave them. If you want to text this show, you can seven ten ten. Um, we were talking about jaywalking. She said, "You jaywalked in front of the police." I've done that loads of times. It's not that bad, is it? It's not like masturbating in front of the police, which I've only done a few times. Um, someone else said, "What is your accent?" I assume they were talking to me and not Amanda. Uh, English done that. And what else have we got? Um, cops shaming people in China. Because they were jaywalking, this would never happen in Toronto, says someone. It would take away from all those paid duty cops protecting excavations. <laughs> it's funny because it's, it's, actually, it's actually quite depressing. Uh, you can text the show on 71010. You can call in on 4168721010. My name is Vinny. It's an hour long. Let's go. The United States. Oh, you probably have never heard of it. Probably never heard of it. Has no influence on this country whatsoever. And uh, they're quite quiet down there. You'd probably never hear of them. It's just like, it's like having, um, it's like having an attic with a, a prisoner of war hidden in it. You know, you, you just never, you don't hear much about the States here, do you? Every bloody day. And they outshine our election. We have the goodwill to make it longer than it should be, but not a bloody year. And yet still, the day that we all get together and stand around podiums in an overlit studio with incredibly boring people presenting quite tenuously uninteresting points, they go and outshine us with the razzmatazz of T-shirt cannons and stadiums and people that wear clouds for hair. I'm talking, of course, about the... Uh, the I don't know what we call it, really. Um, well, it was, technically, it was a Republican candidate debate. It felt more like a sports event. It was in a stadium in Cleveland, Ohio. Huge, great thing. Thousands of people cheering, whooping, you know, usual shenanigans. All uh, Republicans. I wonder if they had gun checks on the way in. You'd hope so, wouldn't you, really? Um, And uh, lots of millionaires and billionaires in a sports stadium. Um, One of them probably owns it. 
having a, a giant pissing contest about how fantastic they are, which happened to be on exactly the same evening as the Canadian debate, where our actual leaders, four of them, got together and uh, debated the policies on the upcoming Canada election. I suppose we should break it down. Let's see what happened. Um, we had, of course, the USA, which was... Well, Canada was a bit more... I'm Megan Kelly. The leaders are in Justin Trudeau, the leader of the Liberal Party, Elizabeth May, the leader of the Green Party. Bit of a different tone. Do you see the difference? Tom Mulcair, the leader of the New Democratic Party, and Stephen Harper, the leader of Meanwhile, the Conservative Meanwhile, in the Party. USA... Candidates were selected based on an average of five national polls. Yeah. Just a few hours ago, you heard from the candidates ranked 11 through 17, and now the primetime event, the top 10. We drew lots to determine the random speaking order. Everybody here knows that order. But nobody in any of the parties has seen or heard the questions I'll be asking tonight. Fox News Ah. is partnering for tonight's debate with Facebook. For the past several weeks, we've been asking you for questions for the candidates on Facebook. Nearly six million of you, six million viewed the debate videos on our site and more than 40,000 of you Submit a question, some of which you will hear us asking the candidates tonight. And as the luck of the draw would have it, the first question goes to the Liberal leader, Justin Trudeau. You can see the difference. You can Trudeau. see the difference. You when that Republican that. debate, when Canadians they said Fox News has teamed up, I thought they were going to say Fox News has teamed up with L'Oreal for all your makeup needs. It's been applied by the shovel load to all of our candidates and our anchors. And I thought they were going to do like various other, you know, if you scream the loudest, then we're going to fire a T-shirt at you. God damn it, I love America and it smells of freedom. Smell the freedom. Hallelujah. Can you tell I'm American? Um, now, of course, a lot of the American debate hoo-ha was given to that, uh, that billionaire that uh, I like him. And I like him for all the wrong reasons. Obviously, I like him because I'm in media and satire, and he's gold. And some of the things that he said this week, which, by the way, he is just getting warm. There's no filter. There's no Trump filter. It's just there, there's a brain sort of knocking around at the back of my skull, which has, in fairness, been quite good at making money. Um, and there's a mouth at the front of my face, and what's going to happen is there's going to be messages that are shot from that back bit to that front bit via absolutely nothing. They're light speed. And if something comes out and it's wrong and, I don't know, homophobic, racist, sexist, then I'm going to stand by it. And I'll probably make it worse, which is absolute gold. So hopefully he'll shoot himself in the foot. No problem. He's already started, of course. I refer to Trump talking to Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly, if you don't know, is the Fox News anchor. Like all Fox News anchors, wears enough uh, make up to keep L'Oreal in business. Applies foundation with a trowel. Um, she is quite good looking, as all of them are. Uh, although I do find, I mean, perhaps it's just me being British, you can have teeth that are too white. You know? When they're actually dazzling. I have to put shades on when I watch Fox. Mostly to uh, protect myself from the inevitable carnage. Uh, but Fox News anchor uh, press chump about his, uh, well, sexist comments that he's made in the past. How exactly did she put it? You've called women you don't like fat pigs, dogs, slobs, and disgusting animals. 
Your Twitter account. Only Rosie several- O'Donnell. Yeah, so that was uh, Trump there being uh, funny? Question mark. Uh, now, professional hair cloud model and full-time anti-Mexican Trump, of course, made things worse uh, because afterwards, um, when he was discussing how he felt about Megyn Kelly, he said, and I'm sure you already know this, but he said this. She starts asking me all sorts of ridiculous questions. And, you know, you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes, uh, blood coming out of her wherever. Blood coming out of her wherever. Now, I love the way the BBC and the CBC covered this because they said um, Trump makes menstrual comments. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, you know, it's like when you watch a really rude film with your mum and you don't know where to look. Oh, there people. And she goes, well, there's a lot of fornicating going on. And suddenly you feel even worse about it, you know. Uh, but it would appear there that we said uh, she had blood coming out of her eyes and uh, blood coming out of her wherever. Now, as I said, the CBC and the BBC interpreted that to mean that she was, I'm going to have to be graphic, I mean, there's no way I can avoid it, blood coming out of her female parts, i.e. portraying the fact that she was menstruating and therefore perhaps indicating that she wasn't thinking clearly and perhaps even indicating that she wasn't right for the job as an anchor. I don't know. Maybe I'm interpreting too much into it. But he went on to defend himself and this is how he defends himself. He says he stands by his comments. No, there's nothing to apologize. She asked a very, very, I thought, very unfair question, and so did everybody on social media. And I answered the question very well. Uh, I won every poll on debates, Time Magazine, Drudge, and Newsmax, every poll. And people thought I won the debate easily. And, you know, it's sort of an interesting thing. Uh, they, they did not like the way I was questioned, and I understand that, and I just want to get on. But what I said was totally appropriate. There was nothing wrong. Only a deviant, and I literally mean that, only a deviant would think anything other than that. Because I brought up something that got the loudest applause of the day by far, and it really interrupted her when she did the question. And she was very angry, and all I said is there was blood, essentially, there was blood pouring out of her eyes, and there was blood. And then I said, you know what? I want to get on to the next, the next sentence because, frankly, I don't, want, I don't have to talk about the blood coming out of her ears and her nose, which is a very common statement. <laughs> it's a very common statement that uh, she had blood coming out of her eyes and blood coming out of her ears and her nose. And he's right, of course. Just today I was buying an ice cream in Hyde Park and I said, uh, could I have an ice cream, please? And, uh, yeah, actually I'll have one for my friend as well. Uh, also, you look like you've got blood coming out of your eyes, your nose and your ears. And he said, oh, that throwaway statement that everyone says every day. Just the other day, I was talking to my mum on the phone. And I said, hi, mum, hope you're doing well. Hope you haven't got blood coming out of your eyes, your nose and your ears, as uh, as sometimes you do. But maybe he's gold. I don't know. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. Maybe they'll keep him on. What do you think? Mohammed, thoughts? Hi, Vinny. How are you? Hello, mate. All right. They must keep him uh, on the debate. He, uh, he, he brings uh, attention to the, uh, to the debate. He makes headlines, makes a lot of stupid uh, comments. He keeps on shooting himself in the foot. If he would literally shoot himself in the foot, he probably would be, like, uh, up his knees now, right? <laughs> <laughs> he perfectly fits the saying that says, Every time I want to say this is the stupidest thing you said, you keep on talking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the beautiful thing about these people. Just let them talk and slowly and surely they bury themselves. Good night. Thanks, Mohammed. See you later.
Yeah, call in if you want. Four one six eight seven two ten ten. I do sometimes take a few phone calls, and you can always text the show on seven ten ten. James said, "You need shades to watch it. I need earmuffs when it comes to Fox News. Yeah, it would be great if you could get some sort of device. I suppose." The only device that's been good at translating the lies that Fox News pump through their propaganda and the sense of listening has been John Stewart. And alas, he is no longer doing the show, which is a, I mean, I have nothing but respect for him because he's just done, he's contributed so much to satire over the years. And I don't know if you saw his last show this week, but it was absolutely heartbreaking in some respects and heartwarming in others. But um, we need more of him. Can we get a, can we get a John Stewart factory? Because honestly, that machine that is Fox, it, it ain't going to stop. And uh, as much as us sometimes here in Canada go, what on earth are these people doing? Sadly, there's a, a man sat in uh, Indianapolis with a bucket of chicken on his belly and a gun in his hand saying, this is awesome. And that worries me a little. Uh, do call in if you call it if you're from America, because I often give you a bit of a slating. And I know there's some wonderful people there. Some of my best friends are from there. But um, sadly, there's a... Awful lot of nutters. 416-872-1010, or you can text the show on 71010. When we come back, we may well continue this uh, look at the sideshow next to the debate, but uh, perhaps we'll also dig into other things. What would happen if you, I don't know, became a drunk husband in Kenya? Well, your wife might chop your penis off. All this coming up on News Talk 1010. You're tuned in to The Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Yes, you are. Someone said here, Vinnie, you sound deeper. I might, actually, because I had a really bad cold this week. In fact, it was it totally wiped me out. I don't like summer colds. I always feel ripped off in the summer. At least in winter, you can go, ah, it's minus 20. Who cares? I was going to stay in anyway. I like early nights. I'm just in semi-hibernation mode. There's something really annoying about a summer cold because you feel a bit ripped off. And um, I, I tried to carry on with my life normally, um, which involves running a company called MrPhotoCanvas.com. Sorry. And um, it didn't work very well because making canvases involves a lot of banging around um, and banging in not necessarily a good way. And uh, also it involves thinking which uh, is one of the last things you want to do when you've got a cold. So I actually gave up work on Wednesday and went and lay in a park thinking I'll just have a five-minute nap. Woke up three hours later looking like a lobster. Do you know what woke me up? A dog licking my face. It was a lovely moment. I just heard this, Rex, get off him, Rex, get off him. And the weird thing is I thought it turned into a very slightly perverse dream. Because you know you're in your sort of half lucid and suffering the effects of some medication and you've fallen asleep in the sun for three hours. You're not really uh, very with it when you wake up. And so I thought that this tongue on my forehead was perhaps that of a beautiful supermodel and or pornographic actress. Terrible disappointment when I saw a, uh, a large Alsatian. It'd be a bit weird if I said at that point. And then I saw a large Alsatian and I got really horny. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if there's one thing I like, yeah, it was awful. It was male as well, just for the records. I don't know if that makes any difference, but... Um, a dream come true. As he wandered off, I got a shot of uh, what was left of his uh, his doggy ball sack. 
And uh, what a lovely moment in my life that was. Um, I just thought I'd share it with you, and I'm glad we went through it. Uh, I'm feeling slightly better now. I did. I had. A, I was fairly foolish yesterday. I, I did uh, have half a bottle of wine um, with dinner, which was nice. Of course, I bought the wine from the LCBO. Love queuing up for. Uh, just 25 minutes uh, to be asked if I could uh, show my ID at uh, nearly 40 years of age. And then uh, spent slightly more than I would do in most countries in the world to buy a medium bottle of wine, uh, knowing fully well that some of that money goes back into advertising for uh, keeping the uh, booze out of convenience stores, which, uh, fun enough, is exactly where I want it. So, uh, lovely feeling there. Australia news now, and we look at Vegemite. And uh, Vegemite, if you don't know, is uh, it was actually a wartime substitute for the British spread Marmite. Now, if you haven't heard of Vegemite or Marmite, let me explain it to you. Um, in the UK, we have Marmite. In Australia, they have Vegemite. Both are black spreads to be put on toast. It's um, slightly saltier than the Pacific Ocean with the consistency of uh, dollar store glue and the colour of uh, a puffin poo, if the puffin, of course, has been eating tar. Yes, it's uh, it's not everyone's cup of tea, shall we say, but uh, Vegemite is it's like having a, a sister that's crazy. Unless you grew up with it, it's absolutely impossible to like it. Uh, and Australia's government says that some communities should consider limiting the sale of Vegemite uh, because it's being used to make alcohol. Now, I had no idea you could do this, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. Uh, for the British and Aussies listening, and perhaps South Africans as well, that also eat Vegemite or Marmite, um, or anyone else that's got a, a mental deficiency and is slightly insane, including myself, for some reason I love it, but probably because I was born and brought up on it. Um, if if you uh, know what uh, Vegemite or Marmite is, then you'll know, of course, that it's a yeast-based product that actually came from the brewing process. So it was discovered at the bottom of barrels when they were making beer, and they thought, what is this absolutely repulsive black spread? And someone said, well, I don't know, we could put it in jars and put it on British breakfast tables. Surely that would be a good idea. And somehow, fairly miraculously, it actually worked. Uh, but because it's yeast-based, the product is contributing to antisocial behaviour in some Australian remote communities. Uh, the Indigenous Affairs Minister, Nigel Scullion, described the salty spread as a precursor to misery. How can this be? He said it was being brought in bulk to make moonshine. Oh! That that must be rank moonshine. I've had um, what is that stuff? Irish moonshine called? Is it po poteen? No, that's that's a Canadian French fries with gravy. But what is it? Text me. I can't remember what it's called. The Irish moonshine made out of potatoes. I think it's po poteen. Pot potum. Have you got uh, it, Ellie? Yeah, uh, yeah. I just uh, used Google here. Poitin. I don't know if I'm pronouncing I can't, it right. See, I can't remember how to pronounce it either. And I had it. Yeah. I was about 16 at the time. It's not the ideal booze to experiment with when you shouldn't even be drinking booze. Pachin? Pachin, maybe. Uh, it, yeah, there's a pronouncer, Pachin. It's like uh. it's like um, vodka. My father was Irish, and he had a bottle of this stuff uh, in the cabinet. And obviously, we got, as all good children do, um, I was raiding that cabinet way before I should have been. And when the good stuff ran out, I started on that. And it was absolutely disgusting. And that's the Irish moonshine. I can't even begin to imagine how disgusting the Australian Vegemite moonshine must be. 
Uh, brewer's yeast is a key ingredient in the spread that is used in the uh, production of beer and ale, of course. In communities where alcohol is banned because of addiction problems in Australia, uh, Mr Scullion said Vegemite sales uh, should be restricted. Businesses in these communities have a responsibility to report any purchase uh, that may raise their own suspicions, he said. The minister uh, added that in some cases, children were failing to turn up at school because they were too hungover and Vegemite was increasingly common factor in domestic violence cases. Uh, but Dr John Boffer of the People's Alcohol Action Coalition, who's based in Alice Springs, Australia, says the problem is not widespread. Uh, we're talking about an isolated problem in a couple of communities around a very large nation and a nation where it's very, uh, uh, a very large number of Aboriginal communities exist and every community is different, he told the BBC. Um, he said that there, there might indeed be some need for some local initiatives, but uh, banning Vegemite in Australia would be insane. So there you are. And uh, it got me thinking about uh, dodgy brews. My brother, I think I can say this because he lives in a different country, so I'm fairly safe, is currently uh, experimenting making schnapps, the Austrian-German liqueur, um, which is illegal, but he's doing it anyway, and doing a fine job of it. But he did tell me when I was over in England recently trying it, he said, um, first of all, be careful because it will knock your socks off. And secondly, um, don't drink too much because I'm not sure if this one's okay. He also went on to say that if you make it the wrong way, it can make you go blind. So, um, yeah, dodgy moonshine is uh, not quite as funny as I originally thought it was. Although his uh, plum schnapps is rather addictive. Thank you very much indeed to my brother. Now, in Kenya, I read on that there is a whole new killer brew. And locals have taken it into their own hands on how to deal with it. Addicts of the Kenyan local brew are losing their private parts. Authorities in Kenya are cracking down on illicitly brewed alcohol following a recent spate of deaths. Homemade alcohol, sometimes called killer brew, is popular among poor Kenyans in central parts of the country and perhaps even uh, some other uh, countries in Africa, but it's prominent very much in Kenya. Uh, addiction is having a devastating impact on many communities and some wives have been driven to desperate measures. Here's what one woman says about, well, if your man's coming home drunk and he can't get it up, this is what you've got to do. There are a couple of men who've been attacked by their women who've chopped off their genitalia because uh, of issues related to them tenly, uh, drinking a lot of alcohol. If you stay like, uh, with something you are not using, then you, 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 feel, you feel that it's of no use. Mm. You remove it. Mm. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more chilling, the fact that she advocates chopping off your husband's penis if he comes home drunk on moonshine, or the fact that the villagers around her after she said it then laughed. And as if this wasn't bizarre enough, the concept of some women, not many admittedly, in Kenya chopping off their husband's gentlemen's excuse me, because they come home and can't use it because they've had too much moonshine, has got so bad that a man has decided to invent and mass-produce, and I'm not making this up, honestly, as I'm speaking into a News Talk 1010 microphone, I can assure you this is true, a man has decided to make metal pants, which you can then put on to, to uh, protect your, uh, your man cucumber. This part goes behind like that and this one comes in between 
So you bring it up that way, and then you clap it on the side. This one claps on the on the side like that way, that way. But this is much this is much smaller for me. We're going to make a much bigger size. Yes. It's it's, it's not a joke. It's, it's actually it's not a joke. When when I, when I was doing this thing, I was really serious. If if a man is becoming an important because of alcohol, he, he, he doesn't have to lose his, his, his private parts all the same because it's a very painful situation, uh, something very painful uh, thing to go through. So I decided the best thing, let me make a steel underwear, and whether they can they can secure it. So if they come home drunk, they can put it on because most of the time when they, they have their private parts chopped off is when they are asleep. <laughs> I love the fact that in that the inventor of metal pants that have got a lock on them that protects your wife from chopping off your penis because you've become impotent or you can't be bothered to have sex with her, says it's quite painful when you chop a penis off. To lose his, his, his private parts all the same because it's a very painful... Is it? Yeah, apparently. I mean, I'm clasping mine at the... This very moment, sorry. It looks like a, a chastity belt. It does look like a chastity belt. I'm sure that the design have been modified from the original Catholic invention. Um, but what amazes me is to, so to try and explain what, what he's, he's demonstrating there, he's saying, right, you're an alcoholic, right? You love a bit of the old home brew. You're not going to stop. Your wife's been moaning, right? Come to me. I've got your solution. What we're going to do, we're going to pop a pair of metal pants on you, right? Now, I don't get drunk much, but when I do, I urinate a lot, particularly in older age, right? So, assuming that these blokes are drinking beer, because that's the home brew there, is, is usually um, a home brewed beer, that you're going to need to pee a lot, right? Which means you're going to have to <laughs> get the padlock and the key, take it off, undo your metal pants, get your uh, man loafer out, and do your, your business. Then think, oh, I'm going home soon. She's going to have a nightmare. Here we go. And then clasp it back up. Then you've got don't don't forget you're absolutely hammered. Now you've got a small key to a padlock, right? I don't know where you're gonna put that. You're gonna have to put that out of reach of her, because she's gonna be right in there when you're banging out Zeds. She's gonna be chopping that little fella off, isn't she? So then you have to presumably I don't I mean you couldn't hide the key in an orifice because you couldn't have access to it. Could you? I'm thinking far too much about this, evidently. But all I'm saying is, um, if you're a Kenyan man and you're debating investing in a giant chastity belt so your wife can't chop off your Johnson, then um, I think it's just easier to give up the booze, to be honest. Inventor of the steel pants. Would you wear them, Elliot? Uh, I mean, I want to think there's a better way. They are, the inconvenience of it, as you're describing, and uh, just silly, I don't know. Mm. I'm not, Maybe if, I, if the situation were so dire... Has that ever happened? Have I? Uh, no, I have never. I've yet to be subject to this threat. Well, let me tell you something, Elliot. And let me tell you, this is an absolute unequivocal fact. If those pesky liberals get their way right. and end up putting alcohol in convenience stores, oh. which happens in uh, most other countries in the Western world, but let's ignore that. If they get to do that, you better be investing in a pair of metal pants and a lock, my friend, because if it's in convenience stores, you'll obviously, obviously be impotent and your girlfriend will chop your willy off. You know what? Uh, now that you laid out the logic, I, I, think, I, think you, I think you're onto something. Well, it's fact, isn't it? And it's fact because, let me just look at this research that I've done. It's fact because, oh, I just said it is. 
Yes. Which has, uh, seems to be working for most Republican candidates. I think that was, that's a usual argument, isn't it? Fact, because I said it. Yeah, that, that <laughs> seems to work for a lot of folks, it seems. seven ten ten. would you like your wife to chop your WhatsApp off? It's a bit of an obvious question. Let's go a bit deeper. Do you think it's a good idea to have metal pants uh, to protect your wife from... No, again, I, I think I'm making it too easy. Um, okay, let's do this. Ladies, have you ever been tempted to chop off your man's willy? There you go. Broadening it up a bit. Uh, 416-872-1010. And you can text 71010. If you have done it, Keep it to yourself, because it's going to get criminal. It's going to turn a lovely bit of comedy item into someone who's going to need to get some charges pressed. Look like they'd be tough to sleep in, those things. You're supposed to lie down with one of those on? You're supposed to. Do they rust easily? <laughs> I don't know. Questions. Are they stainless steel? Yeah, I have some questions for this, the inventor of this device. Can you get branded ones? Because, you know, we're living in a very materialistic society. I would wear one if it was Adidas. Or like a Leafs logo on it somewhere, you know, to support your team. And That's quite fitting, actually. Like Orbit Toilet. Whoa! <laughs> it's funny because I've made a joke about the Leafs being bad, even though it's quite depressing because they never win. When we come back, we look at other things and read some of your texts on 71010. There's a new word in Germany, and I'll tell you what it is. It's being added into the dictionary this week. You're tuned in to The Vinny White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Some text coming so far. Um, if they were smart, they wouldn't go home until their cucumber, loafer, or feather, whatever you want to call it, worked again. True, true. Uh, James says, armour, preventing attack since the discovery of leather. Uh, referring, of course, to the invention of steel pants to protect drunk men from their women chopping off their watsits. What a world we live in, and a very odd one at that. Uh, some other texts come in. It's very conflicting about my voice. Uh, some says, three people say, you sound like you've got a cold. Uh, three people say, you, you sound fine to me. So make of that what you will. I know why I got a cold this week. It's because I attempted to be Mr. Cool Pants and party my panties off last week. I think it was, was it Monday. I think it was Monday. I went to the island, and I was wandering about, and I heard... <laughs> And I thought, oh, that sounds all right, doesn't it? I like a bit of electro, because I'm down with the kids, you see. And uh, I went to Electric Island, which is a rave. Is it is rave still used? That's not used, is it? Good Did, question. I was never a raver myself. I think but... that makes me sound like someone that says, I went to a disco instead of a nightclub. Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. I don't know what they call them these days. Yeah. Let's get the ravers on the line. Well, what is it? See... I grew up in the UK, and we've been pioneering electronic music for many years. Here, it appears to have just come out under the remit of EDM. Yeah, ele yeah. Electronic dance music. I know it's been out for a while. But Remember uh, Happy Hardcore? That was a thing. Yeah, was it ever? Yeah. Hardcore, you know the score. Put your hands up in the air, waving around like you don't care. Do you remember Plur? No. Was that in the UK, Plur? I remember Blur. Pl uh, yeah. Plur... Peace, love, unity, respect, I think. It was like some sort of slogan for raving. Was it? Yeah. Passed me by. Yeah, I don't know. So I didn't, okay. Probably sweating my boobs off, jumping up and down at the time uh, when Plur was being thrown around. But yeah, I, I went to um, a party on the island. I'm going to call it a rave, but I think that makes me sound old. Who cares? And um, it was good. 
There's a lot of people wearing nothing. Well, not nothing, but uh, very little. It's really hard to not look at <laughs> 2,000 women dancing in bikinis. But yeah, you know, it was a nice time. But I um, obviously I had a few beers and uh, danced around and then went back on a boat wearing a pair of shorts and a T-shirt. Bit chilly in the wind. And by the time I got home, I thought, you know, when you, you know, get that little tickle in your throat and you think, no, I will eat oranges. I will have Barocca. I will suck on every vitamin known to man and vitamin because we're in North America. And then... Um, and then you wake up at about three o'clock in the afternoon the next day as if you've been hit by a truck. Yeah, that. It's grim. So uh, if you're suffering a summer cold, I have nothing but uh, admiration and sympathy for you. Text the show on 71010 and I will text you some sympathy back. Um, German youth. The Germans are going to create a new verb and it's called to Merkel meaning to dither or to do nothing. Now, this must be quite offensive to Angela Merkel, of course, the Chancellor of Germany. Merklin is a new verb, meaning to do nothing or fail to make decisions. And it's entering the German language. It seems that German youth is less than enamoured with Mrs Merkel's famously non-committal style of politics. An arch-pragmatist, Mrs Merkel is known for preferring to react to events rather than following any political ideology so merkeling it's going to happen um it's going to be entered into the uh well, i suppose the german version of the oxford dictionary really um next week uh, much to her chagrin i should think uh but i thought we could get one going here we could have harpering couldn't we oh, he was harpering a new verb meaning to i don't know drag out an event and unnecessarily spend taxpayers money uh, or you could have harpering, uh, could be uh, the verb to deny wrongdoing whilst keeping a, a continuously uh, bowl-like hairdo. Uh, or you could have, uh, well, I suppose, just to be fair, you could also have trudeauing, couldn't you? You could have trudeauing. Well, I guess that would be to get high legally. Dude, I was like totally trudeaued last night. That was awesome. I was off my trudeau. Awesome. Uh, then you could have, uh, I suppose you could have cameroning. Keep it British, couldn't you? Um, to make sure the gap between rich and poor gets bigger. Oh, he was Cameroning. I suppose we could do this for everyone, couldn't we? Bushing. Make a complete crap storm of foreign policy and start a few wars. Well done, you. Uh, Obamaing. What would that be, Elliot? Any thoughts on that? Oh, wow. That's a lot of pressure. Um... How about um, dithering, but mostly in regard to shutting internationally illegal offshore prison camps? Hey, there you go. Yeah, that could apply. Or messing up healthcare. Or like if you went to hospital and they messed it up. Oh, I went in there. I had a broken arm. They totally Obamaed me. I came <laughs> out with two broken arms, and I had to pay for it. I say that I appreciate that he is attempting to um, turn over healthcare now. I think he's doing an okay job. Started a bit shaky. Cost a bit more than it should have done, but at least he's trying. Um, other new words coming out of Germany. These are actually true. Other contenders for German youth word of the year include earth porn, which means beautiful landscape. Why don't you just call it a beautiful landscape? God, it was amazing. I was walking on Toronto Island. It was earth porn. It was pornographic. Hmm. I've heard that about when um, people drive around Detroit taking pictures of disadvantaged homeowners. It's called poverty porn. Or disaster porn. Yeah, the, the whole yeah. porn thing is yeah, really blown up. 
What's actual porn? What does that mean? I'm not even, you know, I'm still trying to figure that one out. No, I don't know. Very good. Um, another one coming out is a disco pumper, meaning someone who only trains to look good at the disco. There is a lot of disco pumpers on King West. Let me tell you that for a fact. Um, and then you might have heard this is uh, sinking into the English lexicon as well and uh, the North American lexicon. Tinderella. What would you say that is, Elliot? Tinderella. Um, I'm going to guess somebody that is putting on an image on Tinder that's not really them. No? Not bad. A female who uses online dating platforms such as Tinder uh, too often. Oh, okay. And or exclusively. So I was just going out with that guy tonight. You know, she's such a Tinderella. Oh, okay. I get you. Yeah. Uh, and another one is, uh, I like this, and this this needs to enter all of our lexicons. Smomby. Smomby which is a composite of zombie and smartphone. So someone who is spellbound by their mobile phone and doesn't look where they're going. And could very well be killed by, yes. a, by a car and then become closer to... Yeah, smomby, that one. When I was in England recently, I'm sure this will happen here soon, there was a lot of pictures of people using smartphones attached to lampposts. Um, and, and then it would appear that they were looking at a phone about to walk out into traffic. And it, it, there was a big sign above it that said, pedestrians, look where you're going. And I thought, has it come to this? Apparently. Where you actually have to remind people to look where they're walking. I, that was one of those times when there's a few like benchmarks in my life where I think I'm just that bit closer to moving to Fiji and keeping sheep. I'm done with civilization. And that's happened in England, so no doubt will happen here soon. Um, lots of texts coming in today. Everyone's being ever so nice. I don't know where all the nasty people have gone, but uh, I am not complaining. Don't you fear. When we come back, we talk about mad mothers against drink driving and a little bit of an own goal, bit of a bodge up in their PR. I think you might know about that one. And also, um, speaking of people using cell phones too much, bisons and selfies. I'm getting quite professional. I don't normally tease, do I? What's happened? It's good. I haven't been told. I've just suddenly, this week, I've sounded a bit more pro. Normally, I just say, coming back, we'll have some stuff. I'll stick with that. Coming back, stuff. It's Vinnie White Show. This is the Vinnie White Show on In-Depth Radio, News Talk 1010. Ed text in, he says, Hi Benny, listen to you up at the cottage, coming in loud and clear. Keep up the good work. I haven't done much, have I? Uh, but I appreciate it nonetheless. And uh, a few uh, contributions to the new words needed to represent leaders. James says, Unnecessary spending money is winning. Kathleen, uh, winning, you see? Winning, I like it. Um, and then someone else said, uh, Talking a tremendous amount of bull. Has to be trumping. Very good. True. Also, I've, I have heard farting being called trumping. Have you ever heard that? That, that could follow, yeah. Yeah. I did a massive trump. <laughs> How fitting. Excuse my sniffling, by the way. I'm still getting over a cold. Um, but I'm getting there. And crikey core blimey, you won't keep me away from this microphone on a Sunday night. No siree, Bob. Nine till ten, the best radio here in Toronto, bar a couple of shows, but let's not get into them. 
Thank you very much. Also, you can download the podcast at vinniewhite.co.uk. Coming up, no Edward Keenan because he's away. David Eddy's in for him. And I will be hanging around like a fart in an elevator and entertaining you even one more time on that show. You can't get rid of me. It's like herpes. British herpes. Good name for the show. Bison selfie danger news now. Yes, a series of uh, injuries at the Yellowstone National Park has officials warning tourists that selfies and bison don't mix. Yes, in our quest to become even more stupid, we are achieving every day. A 43-year-old Mississippi woman was thrown into the air this week after she turned her back on a bison to take a photo of her with the said bison. I hope she got a good photo. Four other tourists have been hurt in similar incidents this year, say the Yellowstone officials. Previous bison attacks had been unusual, they added. Uh, The woman and her daughter got within about five metres of the animal near the Fairy Falls trailhead, just outside Old Faithful. I'd love to live there. If If I lived there, I would be a leprechaun. Where'd you live? Ah, the Fairy Falls trailhead is just outside Old Faithful. Come on, Dave. I feel like nature is trying to tell us something here. How so? Well, no, that selfies um, perhaps should be minimized. Do you think? Yeah. Someone warned them that they were too close, but the bison charged and the woman could not run away fast enough. Well, you wouldn't be able to run fast enough if you were five meters away from it. Park rules say people should stay about 20 meters away or more. Uh, The massive beast can weigh more than 2,000 pounds. That's 900 kilograms. And surprisingly, actually can move extremely quickly. Uh, The woman suffered only minor injuries, but last month, a 68-year-old Georgia woman was uh, seriously hurt when a bison gored her along a trail. She was using a selfie stick to take a picture with the beast when it attacked her. I'm not saying I'm happy about it, but I'm not saying I'm sad. Good on the bison. Um, actually, you know what we should do? We should put bison in Nathan Phillips Square because everyone's walking around with selfie sticks there now. That would get rid of... That was the nature's way of getting rid of selfie stick owners. Pop in a bison. If you own a bison sanctuary, do get in touch. Thanks. Um, in other news this week, very sad news from MAD, Mothers Against drink, uh, Drunk Driving, of course. Uh, MAD chapter president resigns after... Let's have a think about what the next words are. I'm just going to say that again. The mad chapter president resigns after... Impaired driving charges. It's not really what you wanted, is it? Yeah, the president of an organisation committed to stopping drunk driving has resigned after being charged with impaired driving. It's David Griffin. He's 65. He was was volunteer president, but even as a volunteer... mm, he was uh, the president of the uh, East Prince County chapter of Mothers Against Drunk Driving in PEI. And uh, he actually resigned on June the 6th, but it's just come out this week about what happened. Uh, Mad Canada Chief Executive Officer, who we often have on these programmes, Andrew Murray, uh, said that he uh, had not seen an incident like this involving Mr. Griffin in his 18 years with the organisation. He said it's very disappointing and shocking, to be honest. Um, he said, as he finished a beer got into a pickup truck and drove into a tree. Sorry, I added that bit. Uh, The president of an organisation committed, of course, to stopping uh, drunk driving, uh, resigned uh, immediately um, when he found out that he'd been charged. And and he'll actually, uh, David Griffin, the guy that we're talking about, is scheduled to appear in a court in PI uh, on August 27th. 
In his defense, it is the least populated province. So the chances are... No, it's not working. No. The world's gone bonkers. Next week, the chairman of the World Wildlife Fund will be uh, shooting a zebra, and uh, Martin Luther King's grandchildren will be joining the KKK. Pleasure as always. It's always a pleasure. It's never a chore. I'll be back like an unwelcome guest on the Dave Eddy Show next briefly. Uh, but for those of you listening to the podcast and that are about to disappear to bed, it's been a charm. Thanks a lot for getting involved. My name is Vinnie White. I'll be back here next week. Ta-da. Thank you.